Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. I created this show for you, finding the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And today I have Shirley Dalton here with me, and I probably said that wrong. Uh, She is the creator of the Blueprint for Business Freedom and a leading authority on proven profitable processes. So Shirley is on a mission to help um, even more business owners to reclaim their freedom and create their ideal business lifestyle. And I love that. Um, And that's something I think, Shirley, that people are looking for now, right? Especially with like everything that happened during COVID and all of this stuff, people are looking, uh, looking at business totally different now. Now it's about how do I get my freedom? How, how do I work from home? How do I stay happy? Right? So Shirley, before we get into all that great stuff, I just, I love to start the show by introducing you, but also having you tell us a little bit more about yourself. So who is Shirley? <laughs> Thanks. Nina. Little question, little tiny question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like how long have you got? <laughs> right. Um, um, yeah, I've been on the planet a few years now, so we've had lots of experiences, and um, and I'm look, I'm really grateful to be here, and uh, and I just love your energy, Thank so you. I, I'm really excited to have our conversation today. I, I grew up an only child of um, parents that owned a taxi. And so they worked hard. You know, mum worked Mm -hmm. the morning shift and dad worked the evening shift. So we had money, but we didn't have time. And, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up and um, as I've gone through the different jobs and things that I've had before starting my own business, it was always in the back of my mind that there must be a way that business owners can have a business and a life. And and so, you know, I'm really, really passionate about that and really helping also people to have good relationships by using communication skills and by understanding who they are and understanding other people. And um, and most Mm. most of my life has been spent doing that. You know, just I love personal development and growth. We've travelled all over the world, studied with the greats and, um, and, you know, and it's my pleasure to share what I know and help other people. That's great. And, you know, you touched on a couple of things there because, you know, uh, I think when people think business, they're thinking about the processes, right? Like all the processes of business. But what it sounds like to me of what you're talking about is you're also getting into the person itself, right? Because I think that's what drives the business. And like even you probably encounter this with your clients as well. Like when you first start to coach them, it's all about just these business processes (laughs) that they want to, right? That they want to get through. And then you're like, but what do you really want? Like, (laughs) Like, what is really going on here? And then we start to uncover all of this stuff, right? So that's the fun part. So uh, so you've been doing this for a while. Like, did you, did you, uh, were you always an entrepreneur or were you into business before and became one? How did that? come about? <laughs> well, my parents, as I said, owned a taxi and my father was always happy for me to take on the family business, but it wasn't a business that I wanted to take on. Right. <laughs> and uh, and he, he actually said to me, you know, because they work so hard, he said, 
get a good job in the government, love. And so I took my father's advice and I did get a good job in the oh. government and they, they made me go on at school too. I could have gotten the same job two years earlier had I left school, but no, I had to get my education because neither of them had an education. So there was, you know, it was this oh, thing. Wow, that was important. And, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I started out as a clerk typist in the motor registry which is where you go you know for your licenses and your car registration and that and uh and I lasted seven years there and um and there was no room for uh promotion or anything you know to to get anywhere you just had to wait till the most senior person um died Mm. or left or something like that and uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but and and I was bored to tears Nina you know I I didn't know until I uh, I was 40, that I actually was smart. You know, I just thought everybody was the same as me. And, um, you know, and I think, oh, my goodness. And I'd always wanted to be a, a teacher, a school teacher doing home economics, which was cooking and sewing. And mm-hmm. when I left school, there were no places at universities for that. They had plenty of those teachers. So, again, I, that was another reason to get the good government job. And uh, eventually at age 24, I went back and I did my degree in teaching and I lasted six months in the high school and I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> Just, I love teaching and I love training people, but working in the school system, just it just didn't work for me. You know, right, was, right. One time there was a lady and uh, she said, ah, I'm in a bad mood. I think I'm going to go and catch some kids smoking. And I said, oh, for God's sake, sit down and have a cup of tea. Like, really? Right. And, uh, and I thought, I can't do this for the rest of my right. life. <laughs> <laughs> At least you found out six months in, right, instead of six years in, which happens to a lot of people. Like, it's funny, Shirley, like what you said is funny and not, right, about, you know, you were there seven years and you had to wait for somebody to die or retire. And I think that happens a lot, right? Like you sometimes you get into a job and you're there. And you're not realizing seven years goes by like this, right? (laughs) Right? And then you're just like, what the frig am I doing here? So what was that transition for you, though? Like, were you always into personal development and something triggered? Or Mm. what was that? What was that moment? Do you remember it? Yeah, I I remember one time I'd I'd had a a boyfriend from age 15 to 20 and uh, we broke up and it was my choice to break up because I wanted to see the world and do things, but I couldn't quite get over him. So I went to this hypnotherapist, you know, much to my mum's like, (laughs) and, uh, you know, mumbo jumbo, silly stuff. And um, and I remember her taking me down the levels and, um, and she said, you know, I want you to see his face there. And then she said, and see the attachment and, and, um, and then cut that attachment and let him go. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> and um, anyway, you know, eventually I did let it go. And, um, and I just, I was just so amazed at what could be done, you know, when you understand the mind and yeah. how it works. And, um, and I've always been an avid learner. I just, I'm so curious about everything. So mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, it, it talk about one of the course junkies. I just, will sign up for lots of things. In fact, my husband and I counted it up, you know, and we spent over half a million dollars in um, personal development, travel and wow, stuff. And, wow. yeah, that was interesting when I met my husband and, you know, I had a list. I, I knew I had to have a list of all these things that I wanted and um, and he ticked, you know, most of these things on the list. But one oh, thing good. that I hadn't, yeah, that I hadn't factored on was that um, I was off doing astrology and numerology and I came home from that one evening we'd only just started and he's 
bottom lips out. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, I want to come too. And I went, oh, okay. I, I wasn't expecting that. And so together we've been and we've done heaps of different stuff wow. together and it's just been great. You know, he's, um, he's my best friend and we've travelled all over the world. We don't have children. So, you know, we have that freedom, which is fantastic. Yeah. You've been married long or? Mm -hmm. Next week it'll be 32 years. Oh, wow. That's You still like him. That's yeah. great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's good, right? Because, I mean, at least you're on the right path, right? Like when you have two people that are on two different things, like I'm into personal development too. I love it very much, right? And But my husband, not so much, but he's also not against it. So it's it's mm -hmm. it's been a it's been a peaceful place. But I know people who are in personal development and the spouse is completely not. That causes a lot of issues, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, it does. And, yeah. you know, one of three things happen, uh, you know, they call that cognitive dissonance and um, it, the, the you've either got to get the spouse on board or you've got to go on board with your spouse or sometimes right. the relationship breaks. You know, it's very yeah. difficult when, when you haven't got that. And, in fact, when we bought the motorhome to go travelling around Australia, when we went in there, the guy said, well, you've got two things going for you. And we said, oh, yeah, what's that? And he said, well, one is that you're both young um, because, you know, sadly not everybody makes it. They'll order them because we had to wait 10 months for it. And he said, and mm. sadly they won't come to pick it up. And he said, the other thing is that you both want to go. He said, often people will come in and one wants to go and one's like, like that. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was <laughs> that's so good. That's that is really good, and that's a that's a real blessing to to be able to have your spouse after that many years and still have that connection, um, because you know that's very strong, right? And you know, and uh, when you're in personal development, you start to really work on what you're thinking about, how you're thinking about things, you know, and it also teaches you how to treat others, right? It gives you like mm -hmm. a sense of empathy and and sympathy towards others, right? Even though people, you know, spouses can still be annoying, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you, you learn how to fight clean right yes <laughs> right that's so funny so tell me a little bit about that transition for you so you went in um uh was it after teaching that you started doing you know teaching others or having your own business or how did that work out for you Oh, I had, I had, um, you, you know, the young people these days, they have a job for about two years and then they move on and they're always looking for something. Well, you know, 30 years ago, that was me. And um, right. I, I would do a job for about two years ago. Yeah, yeah, okay, I've done this now, tick it off, what's next? And so I had right. quite a lot, of, after the motor registry, I had quite a lot of jobs and after my, my university de degree with teaching. And, um, and then we uh, moved to another state and uh, we were living up there and my mother, um, she'd had been diagnosed with breast cancer for quite a number of years and then um, my uncle died and my father rang up one night. So we were about 10 hours away and um, Dad said, oh, this was on a Friday night and he said, oh, I just want to tell you, he said, your mum's in hospital and I went, what? And he said, yeah, um, you know, she was cleaning your uncle's house and um, and her arm all swelled up and stuff. And yeah. I said, oh, gee, you know, when did she go into hospital? And he went, oh, yesterday. And I just, I hit the roof. And um, this is about nine o'clock at night. And I got off the phone and I said to Ross, get dressed and packed. We're going to Newcastle. He said, what, now? And I said, yes, now. And so... Yeah. 
we drove all night and um, and we got down there and and saw and mum never cried and of course we went into the hospital and and, then, and she was howling and, and when we turned up at oh. dad's house he was like howling and anyway we um we only had the weekend because we had to go back for work and on the on the way back I was howling and I cried all the way home and I said to Ross I, I can't do this I said I don't want to be living here and get a phone call that you know something's yeah. happened to them so so that was the catalyst so then we decided we'd um pack up we we didn't sell the house at that time we just rented it out and um we moved back we actually moved in with mum and dad for a couple of months until we got sorted and i got this job with uh, kip mcgrath education centers which is now a worldwide tutoring organization for children and there was an ad there that said national franchise manager um uh, and it was like for teaching children how to read and um, write and do mathematics, English and spelling, and um, had to be good with people and had to be organised. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I don't know anything about franchising. I don't know anything about um, tutoring, but I've got the others. And um, anyway, I, I got the job and uh, and that was a, a real that. transformation for me. Yeah, um, Kip and his wife, um, Dugnia, she was from Latvia. They were just fantastic role models for business because up until then I'd always been in the government, you know, good mm -hmm. government job. Right. And now I was in private enterprise. And because I'd, I'd also done systems, you know, you were talking before about businesses and systems. Well, in the government, everything's run by a system. Right, right. And, and in one of my boredom times, I'd gone on relief staff. So I could go into any motor registry throughout the state and do the job. Well, when I got into private enterprise, it was like, what do you mean there's no relief staff? What do you mean the work will be here when I get back? What do you mean there's no systems? Right. And, um, and so I just I just started to improve things just to make my life easier. Um, and then we ended up, we floated on the stock exchange. And while I was there, we grew from 200 odd franchises around Australia to over 600 worldwide. Wow, and, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I, and I love the private enterprise because you could make a decision. Like in the government, um, and I, right. I remember, remember Kip saying to me one time, he called me in, he said, come into my office, and I walked in and he said, I want you to lose that piece of paper. And I said, what piece of paper? I haven't got a piece of paper. And he said, the one you cover your mm with. <laughs> he said, you're not in the government now. <laughs> he said, make a decision and stick by it. I went, okay. And and I love that because, you know, in, right. the, in the government, everybody, nobody wants to make a decision and it's all by right. Whereas here. Like, right. All the chiefs, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so is so when you went into that enterprise, is is that um like it was that more like uh, you being a franchisee? Like, were you an owner of a franchise? Is that what you were doing? You were just working with them with the company. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I started out as the national franchise manager. So okay. looking looking after. So Kip and his son Storm would be responsible for sales and for bringing in the franchisees. And uh, Doug was responsible for the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so my job was they'd bring them in. And then as the franchise manager, it was my job to look after them. And, okay. um, you know, and again, the systems thing came in because they, they complained one time. We used to send out the worksheets for the children and they'd put their orders in and they'd complain, you know, you people, you send it to the wrong place. And I said, how come? And I went downstairs to the printing guy and I said, how come? 
you know, people are complaining. And he said, because they put a post office box in instead of their address. And I said, well, well, so what? And he said, well, the courier company won't send it to a post office box. I said, oh. So I just asked them, where do you want the parcel sent, you know, to your home address or the centre address? Um, and, and, you know, little things like that we, yeah. we just fixed. And, you know, and, and we sort of really improved the efficiency of the business and I just loved it. And then I was also, by default, coaching them, even though I'd done a lot of personal development work and I, I'd been a lifeline telephone counsellor and I'd learned Thomas Gordon's effectiveness training and active listening. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I, they'd ring me up and I'd just listen and just coach them. And um, anyway, over the, the period, I went from national franchise manager to chief operating officer and then a girlfriend of mine who's a HR lawyer was worried about getting an audit one time. She said, would you come and document my procedures? And I said, sure. And in the process of that, I'd be asking, how come you do this? How come you do that? And then we would just change a few things. And mm -hmm. she ended up with an extra day a month in extra time. Right. And um, and Nina, I, I, I got a taste for this. And I, right. I was going to say, you know? <laughs> like, oh. so it actually turned out to be a really good government paying job right because everything you learn kept serving you absolutely right? yeah right. it was it yeah. was the systems that I did that then I I, it, I was and, and, and I'm naturally bent for systems as well I don't want to follow them I'll put them in place but <laughs> I want to follow them <laughs> that's great that's great that's um, okay. yeah and, and right. then from there, you know, my husband would say to me, gee whiz, you know, look at you skipping home after I do this work. And um, and then, you know, and I get this now. And at the time I, I asked for part-time work and within about three weeks I had no time work. And um, so I'd gone from a six-figure salary chief operating officer to being in business. And it was like, right. oh. So we had no capital, no plan, no nothing. And, um, and that was 16-odd years ago. And, um, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. great. But it's fantastic, isn't it? I bet you're really enjoying what you're doing. And I, and I do want to talk to you about that. So so as you transitioned out of that and started your own business, right, um, what is it exactly that you do with with your clients that that come to you? Yeah, well, I, I'll start by saying what I started doing and how it's evolved because, mm. you know, it's really interesting. I would start by doing their systems. And when we say that, people would think, oh, you're an IT specialist. Mm -mm, absolutely not. Mm. What I did was facilitate. And so I, over the time, I actually developed what I call my five steps and we would actually map their processes. And out of that, when you map the processes, you find out, what happens, by whom, as in the role, uh, when, and then, um, so, yeah, what happens, by whom and when, and then that actually gives you the table of contents for all of the procedures because right. you, you need to know how to do the what. And then when you look at that and you colour code it, you can actually then see the organisation chart, but you're doing it in terms of roles. You know, it's not Nina's right. job or Shirley's job, it's the salesperson's job, the receptionist's right. job. And then from there, now we've got that clear, we can do the um, the key performance indicators, behaviour indicators or the job description. So then we know what, what we need to recruit for mm -hmm. and we can mm -hmm. write that up. So I was doing that with a lot of businesses and I learned to go to all of the chamber networking events and things and they used to torment me and say I'd go to the opening of an envelope and, <laughs> and I would. And um, Anyway, then I found that when I'd finished a project, and I would walk away, that the systems would fall over and I'd be like scratching my head, like, how come? Yeah. And 
And then I found that the owners didn't know how to lead and manage their people or hold them accountable. So then it was just a case, you know, I used to just can be quite assertive and I'm like, okay, you come with me. And, and then I started coaching them and that was one-on-one. And then I did more leadership work and development for myself. And then I started offering um, small, I still keep them small, up to 12 people in leadership experiences. That's great. And, uh, and it is an experience, you know, it's it's based on academic, but it, there's lots of activities and things and people really get the, oh. And then, again, furthered my development and um, learned more about the brain and the mindset, you know, the mm-hmm, transformational. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm, I'm qualified uh, with David Bayer as a transformational mindset facilitator and we start looking at beliefs and things. And then I sort of put all of this together in what I call the blueprint for business freedom. And so it's people, process and possibility, which is your mindset. And, um, and and under P- and the, these all break out into three areas. So under the people side, you've got to know yourself, you've mm-hmm. got to know others, and then you've got to be able to have your communication skills and use them. And then under the process side of things, it's, um, you know, identifying your operations, so smooth operations, role clarity and then how to document procedures because when you do procedures people want to know what they have to do and and how and so the action to take so you've got to start those with a verb you know a doing Mm -hmm. word none of this flowery long sentences it's like i know (laughs) yes yes (laughs) yeah that's amazing and so the last p is oh the last piece is possibility, possibility which is which is your mindset. So it, it's about becoming clear about what it is that you want and then um, looking at techniques to manifest and create that and also looking at clearing your obstacles, so understanding your limiting beliefs and things that are getting in your way. And so wow. com- coming back to what you were saying before, the people, the business owners come in and they don't know any better so they'll come in as what we call the decoration on the door. Uh, my business isn't working. I need systems. And go, hmm, you mm-hmm. do. And, <laughs> and then let's just have a look at this. And, uh, you know, and then they get to know themselves. So, um, and, you know, it's a big, big sort of eye opener. And um, in answer to your question, what do I do? That's mm-hmm. my sweet spot. I focus on people, process and possibility. And, you know, people will call me a business coach, but I really don't get into the marketing or the finances. They're, they're not my my area. It's just those right. three. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that I think that what you're doing is business, right? I mean, you are dealing with the people behind, you know, the business. And I think, I think you're right. Because um, I, I, I coach a lot of business people too, but I'm not a business coach, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny because when, and, I, and I'm going to speak for myself. I also thought that, you know, when mm-hmm. I see like, Oh, I'm a business coach. I'm like, Oh, okay. So they're teaching you processes and systems and stuff like that. But you're right. I think that what you're doing is important because you're actually dealing with a person as well. They're limiting beneath their, their mindsets because a lot of times the business isn't run is not running well, not because of the employee. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's usually not the employee all the time, right? So uh, it's funny, right? Because in leadership, because I am a director as well, and, and you know, in leadership and stuff, you start to, I'm glad, I'll put it this way, I am glad that I am in personal development, 
Mm -hmm. because um, it helps me notice my flaws, my errors, the fact that, you know, it's really not them all the time. Maybe it's me, you know, that kind of thing. And it also helps you kind of counsel and coach your team through things too, right? So -hmm. that's great that you're doing that. Are you dealing with the limiting beliefs and all of that with the leadership team mainly, or are you doing it like a, like the whole, you know, the whole team, the, the employees and everybody, how does that work when you do it? Yeah, it depends on the particular client. Mm. Often I will start with the business owner and Mm -hmm. then they'll get so much out of it that then they'll start sending their managers along to our leadership experience and then they're all talking the same language. You know, we talk Mm -hmm. about living above and below the line, those sorts of things. So, And and they can pull each other up on it then because they understand it. Right. Um, Right. mm, That must be very helpful because, I mean, if they're willing to put themselves through that, then they really do care about the company. And then they really do care about their team because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times the ego and arrogance, you know, can be an issue. Uh, but if they're willing to put themselves to the point where, you know, and I want to, I want to preface this to all of the um, people that are listening, you know, like, you know, understand that when you show that you're human in a leadership role, you are more likely to get people that will follow your lead. When they realize that you are a human being and that you don't have to be so arrogant and have this ego. Um, so I think that the work you're doing, Shirley, is like super important, right? So yeah. we we talked a little bit too about um the change. How do how are you finding the changes in business dynamics now? Because things are different, you know, pre-COVID, right? How are you finding that now, navigating that with businesses? Yeah, it's been really interesting. When COVID first hit in Australia, we were travelling and we were in Tasmania and we were meant to go back to New South Wales to run a leadership experience and all of a sudden we were in lockdown and I thought, oh, crikey, you know, there goes half of my revenue and we ended up, we had to do the leadership experience on the computer, you know, through Zoom. And um, and that was interesting, you know, mm-hmm. doing my best to give people the experiences and the activities when you've got it. And we had all of this stuff we had to post to them, you know, bits and pieces for the activities. Now I'm finding that a lot of people are actually happy to work from home and a lot of people are saying, mm-hmm. oh, do I have to actually get dressed, put my makeup on, spend right. another hour getting ready for work, travelling to so work? True. Yeah. Um, And also with a lot of our meetings, if we're doing process work with people, I like to record it. So if if I'm in a face-to-face meeting, I used to take a recorder so that I could get it. Now, if it's on Zoom, we can draw on the whiteboard and, um, you know, I I think you can still connect. And I'm finding too that a lot of people now, we've we've got such a a mobile population at the moment, people are saying, you know what, I don't want to live in this city anymore. I'm going out here. As long as I've got the internet and the phone, I can have my lifestyle I don't right. have to. I don't have to go where the jobs used to be because the, I can do the work from wherever now. And um, are, are you finding it um, like some of the leadership that you're working with now? Are you finding it easier to work with them when it comes to Zoom? Like, is it does it feel less threatening, or do you feel like um, that's still something that should be done more face to face? How do you feel about that with the leadership, particularly? 
Yeah, it depends. One, one of the clients that I work closely with, we would normally Zoom and record it. And we've had a, he's been away on holidays and a vacation and, um, and a couple of issues have popped up. And I said, I'd like to meet with you face to face. And he went, ooh, this is, you know, mm. on the text message. And he said, uh, ooh, that must be uh, a big ticket item. And I went, Hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> right, right. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that I mean, that's good, though. I'm glad that um, you're you're finding that it, it is a good way to navigate. And once you put it that way, it really is, isn't it? You get to record the session, you get to break down the session afterwards to see where it is you can work with them next time. I love that. And the fact that you can use the whiteboard. Um, I'm finding that too, with my clients, because I used to love to like sit, you know, with my client, uh, meet them for coffee and sit and talk and but now I'm reaching clients all over the place, you know, so I have clients everywhere and I'm just like, this is so interesting. Um, and I don't think a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it can be if you're going to be sitting at home all day and have zero social life like that can be hard. Um, but uh, I think what we're doing right now is what's what is this is the future. This is where we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. you have such a warm energy that it comes through the computer anyway. So, <laughs> you. you know, yeah, <laughs> so, you. you know, yeah, very, very bright and vivacious. So, yeah. I'll take it, Shirley. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take <laughs> it. Shirley, <laughs> I really, um, I really love the way your mind works. And I love this conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time from Australia to, uh, to be on here with me. Um, so what I'd like to do before I let you go, because I know that I have lots of different people that listen to my show and business and business owners in particular, because I deal with a lot of high achieving women is really what I work with, but mm -hmm. I would really love for you to leave us your information because somebody might be hearing this and want to reach out to you. So if you can give us like your website or your social media handles, anywhere we can like support and, and contact you with somebody. How yeah, yeah. Well, on on our website, it's um, no www. It's https. You know the dots, okay. and then mm -hmm. the, the things. And if, if you just Google ShirleyDalton.com, okay. And on there, we have what we call an aha session. So people mm -hmm. can book in there and that's just a, a 30 minute session. And I, I strictly no I selling that. on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's my my goal there is to help you get an aha in that 30 minutes. And then if you want to talk about work later, that's another conversation. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's I, and I'm true to that as well. And, you know, there's information there. I do a, a weekly thought and um, oh. we put that up. Yeah, I'm so proud of that. I haven't missed a week. In eleven years of just writing. Oh wow! In eleven years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Shirley, yeah. you're better than I. <laughs> I'm going to yield. I yield. <laughs> That's fantastic. Where do you do that? Is it on the website, or do you have a particular place you do those? Um, well, people can sign up to receive them by email, and they come out every Friday morning or Aussie time. Or I also put them on the website, so they're under the. I think that's called Weekly Thoughts on the website. Okay. Or, or like a blog and um yeah and it's really a, the idea is to inspire educate and support you to be do have and feel what you want and that's that's really my mission in life is to, to help you get whatever it is that you want um and we have an online membership as well for leading yourself and leading others which takes in all of the you know people process and possibilities and 
twice a month I'm on there to answer questions and we're always putting up new content um, or, oh, or of wow, course, that's you know. Great. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's great, Shirley, because that's a very active community. That's a, that's a good thing, right? When you're out there and you can be, and they know, oh, wait, Shirley's coming on. You know, this is the week Shirley's coming on. That's really, really important to be engaging and to like have a community that's active because we really aren't in each other's faces anymore. So this is like super important. That's great. That's really smart. Very smart woman. Very smart. <laughs> but Shirley, you're amazing and your energy is, uh, it's really great. Thank you so much for being on here with me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Ah, thank, thank you, Nina. I appreciate you too. Thank you. And guys, thank you much, so much for spending this time with me. Don't forget to um, contact Shirley, especially if you have like a, a business or something where you really feel like you need to get some things in place. I'm going to make sure that I put all of her information below. That way you can click and follow and share and contact her, all of that great stuff. I'm definitely going to go on there to, to go get those uh, weekly, uh, what did you call them? Weekly what? Weekly thoughts weekly thoughts i'm gonna go on there and get those weekly thoughts so i can get myself moving forward too <laughs> so guys thank you so much for being here this is nina perez don't forget to like share subscribe you know all the stuff already talk to you soon until next time this broadcast is brought to you by winject studios we are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners downloads and income we come together to focus on community collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.